Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're talking about boundary setting. Uh, as a business coach, um, you know, one of the things that I, my wife and I talked about, this is probably, I don't know, 2007. Uh, I remember I had a big goal. I want to be worth a million dollars before I'm 30. And then it's like, check. Okay. Now I want to hire my dad. Check. Now I want to, and my wife says, it's not about the money for you, is it? And I said, no, I just, I really enjoy, like, I love helping businesses. It's like, a, it's like a, it's fun to see them grow. But at the same time, Vanessa goes, wouldn't it be awesome if, if you could like mentor kids? And I said, I know I'm, I'm like spending like uh, every Thursday I worked for free. I volunteered for seven years in a row for junior achievement the entire day. So I'd get there like at my first class, I think it was at 7.50 or is it 8.50. My first class is 8.50 and I wouldn't leave until three something. And Vanessa goes, wouldn't it be awesome? if you had time to mentor kids and I'm like, yes. And I do every Thursday. I've got the whole day. She goes, what about our own kids? <laughs> and I thought to myself, that's so terrible, but it's so true. And it just hurt because it was like the spear was lodged into my heart. And so I, I tried to act like it, it, I didn't have it, but when you're walking in the office the spear lodged into your, your heart, it's just like, it's weird because people see, you know, you try to like wear different outfits to kind of hide the spear. But over time I realized what, good is it to gain the world and to lose my family what get goal what, what gain is it to to earn a bunch of money and so i had to set boundaries very hard and i i can tell you i did not do this until my son was born blind in 2007 and in my wife's book uh, now i see you can get it on amazon if you want to just get it for free call me i'll give it to you because i want you to like i want you to read it it's a is it but when my son was born blind and i realized I have all of the money I could ever need and then some, but I have zero time to attend his uh, uh, medical examinations. So we went to the Dean McGee Eye Institute and we went there and uh, the doctor says, uh, your son is, is, is blind. He will never see. And so I need you to uh, apply for this and that. And we'll have the uh, state of Oklahoma helps blind children. And But if you want a second opinion, you can go to this one. So we went to the, to the next one. And they said, if you want a third opinion, go to this one. And I just would not stop. And Vanessa was, and, and, and I, but I, I didn't have the time, quote unquote, to go to these things. So Vanessa actually went to one of the appointments by herself. And then Dr. Groves, a great, great man, uh, he pulled me aside and uh, he says, hey, hey, real quick, um, you need to be with your wife when she's going through this kind of stuff. And the fact that you're not um, is, I don't know how to, I'm an optometrist, but it's, it's um, I know who you are and it's, it's um, disturbing. So whatever you need to hear, please do that. And I remember going, oh my gosh, you just, so now we get into ministry, and I see pastors. One of my pastoral friends, very good friend of mine, grew a church to several thousand members. He tells me, uh, this is a true story. He says, hey, um, I'm thinking about leaving my wife. And I remember I'm having lunch with the guy, and I said, what? And he says, we just, um, it's kind of a deal where we've drifted apart. As the church has grown, we've kind of grown our separate ways. And I think to myself, I know his wife, I know him. How? What? What? 
He says, well, you know, it just she's always focused on this ministry. I'm focused on this ministry. And I think he's so close to the forest, he doesn't see the trees. And I said, are you telling me you're the pastor of a megachurch? You're going to leave your what? I mean, do you realize that could be not maybe a good? It wouldn't go over so well. But he said, we've grown apart. As the church has grown, we've grown apart. So I'm not passing judgment on divorce. It happens. There's people. And so I just want to ask you guys, as a married couple, you've been together, Pastor Brian, Pastor Jesse Gibson, you've been together. Are, are people that have a divorce terrible? No. Are, are, but, but, but you guys have been together for 18 years. Correct me if I'm wrong here. 18 yes. years. Right. How do you set boundaries so that you're, as your church grows? Because if, if even one member, if, if even every member of your church only reached you one time a month, that would be a thousand conversations. So if even every member of the church reached you once a month, that'd be a thousand interruptions. How do you set boundaries? Help somebody out there who has a business with a thousand customers or a church with a thousand members. How do you do it? Well, you you have to get intentional uh, if you're going to take care of this kind of thing. You must begin to live an intentional way. And just like Vanessa put the spear in you, uh, Jesse, a good wife and a good mother carry spears right because men are men are built to run through walls and then women come by and fix us and show us there was a door right here you could have walked through you did not have to run through this wall this is true this is that's what they do in life and so jesse came to me and just told me um i was a junk I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a workaholic by nature I love to work. I was raised by workaholics. I don't ever remember <laughs> not having a job. That's right. Because so you're a man. I'm a man. That's, That's what right. I do. Come on. <laughs> or and, three. <laughs> and, and th- or three. And so I remember one day I was supposed to have a day off, and I'm hiding in the closet from Jesse. I'm not hiding from the Lord. I'm not hiding from the world. I'm hiding from Jesse. As a person who's hi- hidden in the closet from their wife before to make a sales call, <laughs> I put my hand up. I testify. I have. You, you can ask my wife tonight. I this believe is a that. real. I've done this. You so guys I, are I sick. can. Yeah, I'm like, oh, just get one more call. In. <laughs> I'm in there on the. I'm in the dark in the closet on the phone on my what's supposed to be our family day or day off, and all of a sudden the door opens to the closet. The light comes in, and, and Jesse, you're not looking at anything weird. You're not being a weird. <laughs> no, no. You're not being like a nefarious person. You're trying to make one more ministerial call. That, that's all I'm doing. I'm like helping somebody. It's got a problem. You're dirty. Yeah, I'm a bad man. And so <laughs> right. the, the the light shines in on me, and Jesse says, "What are you doing?" And I'm yeah. like, "Nothing." <laughs> you what know, are you so doing? so I lied to her. Nothing. And uh, what are I you think, doing, Brian? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? It seems like you're. It the sounded a little bit different than that. It was more like, "What is wrong with you?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, she knows it's an addiction. Yeah. So she started. She started saying, telling me what she needed and what I needed to be as a dad and as a father. And I'll let her talk about that a second. I just, I don't think that people, I don't think guys get it sometimes uh, necessarily. I don't think all women get it. Uh, But if you don't keep your family together life gets real rough, you know, so it's, it's not always possible to patch things that have already happened. But right. in our case, we were each other's first spouse that gave us a leg up already. Financial tip out there for anybody listening. If you want to keep half of your net worth, <laughs> don't get married. divorced. That's yeah. right. That's okay. Wonderful. So back to you. So no judgment on any, you know, anyone right. or anything, but as a child from a divorced home, I think that I understood like, 
we have got to do something different to guard us to make sure that our kids actually have their mom and their dad that they love growing up in church love growing up in our family and want to come back so me and brian have a family statement yeah i want to tee this up real quick before we get to the family statement because there's somebody listening and this is this is what you're doing this is you this is you you're I love my family. I care about my family so much, which is why I spend 80 hours a week at home. I've never had a job. <laughs> and so I know there's somebody out there who's going, amen, yes, yes. And there's someone out there like me who's going, Proverbs 10, 4 says, God blesses the diligent. And I'll tell you what, I'm working 80 hours a week every week. And I'll tell you what, if you get a trophy, if you get to go to heaven faster by working harder, I'm going to die at my desk because I'm going to get something. And so there's, there's a balance. Absolutely. So Pastor Brian is more towards the, I'm going to work hard. I know you, Pastor Jesse. I mean, you're a grinder. You work hard. Yeah. But there's somebody out there listening, too, who wants to... So there's, there's a balance, but back to you and your family's mission statement. Well, de- definitely, we are hard workers. We love to work. Like, we yeah. tell our kids we love to work. Our kids love to work. Work, we br- work, work, we work, 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 work. We love it. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at my kids, and I'm thinking the best thing that I can do for them is stay married. <laughs> And the best thing that I can do for this church is stay married. And so I tell our families in our church, I say this to them, whenever you get done with your 40, 50 hours a week, hopefully maybe even 60, if you're like, you know, if you're going for it, 70, 80, 90, whatever, when you get done and you go home, you just showed up to work. And if we think of it like that, like our family, like we will literally prepare for a presentation at our job for two solid days, go to work doing everything. But then we show up at home, we're like, I'm just going to say it however it comes out. I'm going to do it however it happens. I'm not going to make a plan. I'm not going to have a specific day. So we started blocking out segments of time that were specifically only for I want to argue real quick on behalf of of a couple people out there that would disagree with you just real quick here. You know, Elon Musk, I mean, he's... He says you just have to, I'm quoting Elon Musk. He says, you just have to work like hell. Put in 80 to 100 hours a week. Now, Elon Musk has been divorced. He's, di- he's been divorced from the same woman twice. So if she divorced him, he's like, baby, I'm so sorry, baby. I didn't mean it. Come on back. Come on back, baby. And they got back together. And then she left him again. And, and he's pointed out, you know, I, I am, got to tell you, I am married to my work. Now, Elon Musk, uh, Steve Jobs divorced you know but gosh made a lot of money i mean just made a lot of money um you think about michael jordan i mean he 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 was so good at basketball i mean it was just fun to watch divorced so what happens is is i would ask you right now in a moment of of clarity a moment of hopefully you're thinking about this a moment of meta time thinking above your daily distractions what do you really want because you can't have it all and I know for me, just from a business perspective, today was a crazy day, awesome day. I had a guy calls me, he says, hey, I've been listening to your podcast, and I called the guy that owns the Tip Top Canine, one of the guys who owns one, and he's making a lot of money. Like, he's making like two or 3000 a week training dogs, and I've never made 100000 a year. I want to buy one. And he goes, and my friend, he wants to buy one too. And so today, literally, there's five, there are five people, five specific wow. people that are going, I would like to, and there's a guy in Florida who wants to buy three elephant in the room locations. There's a guy in Dallas who Come wants on. to buy six. There's a guy in Austin who wants to buy, and it's, it's so great. But it's also going, hey, you know, I'm going to grill chicken with my wife. I'm going to burn some pinion wood. Hopefully, if the pastor lets me, we're going to go on a man run to research to buy some good, genuine, bona fide, organic meat that my wife will allow me to eat. And so you've got to sometimes say, I'm not going to return that call. 
So back to ministry. How do you, Pastor Jesse, say, that's the call I can't return right now? Yeah. I mean, when is, your, when is your off time, when's your on time? Help somebody out there who's a pastor who wants to help everybody all the time. When do you turn it off? When do you turn it on? How do you, how do you set those boundaries? So we made an agreement, Brian and I, that we were going to make sure that our kids loved us and had enough fun that they wanted to come back when they didn't have to to mm. our house and that we were going to make sure that each other liked each other those were our two agreements we're going to make sure that our kids l- love being a part of this family enough they'll come back when they are not required got it and that we are going to like each other so every week uh we block out two things uh first and foremost of everything we block out time with our kids whether that is and for us we drive back and forth to school like an hour so we have an hour on each end of an hour of power day, hour of power we don't waste that hour so when i'm with my kiddos in the car like it's not everybody thinks it's got to be this you know this crazy thing where you have to set up this big we don't have to do major events we're doing life together but we're blocking out time where it's just so when i'm in the car with my kids on that drive I don't make any phone calls when I'm in the car with my kids on that drive. I'm talking to them, engaging with them about their day. Every week we have a family night. Every week we have a date night. And on that date night, we ask each other, do you still like me? Now, what we're going to do, we come back because this is a topic we need to go deeper into. I want to dive deeper into this. Um, Lee Cockrell, uh, the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World Resorts and a man who's been married to the same woman his entire life. He he managed 40,000 employees and 1 million customers. And he told me this and I wrote it down when I interviewed him in Orlando. He says, you either pay now or pay later with just about every decision you make about where and how you spend your time. And Clay, that includes your marriage. And I'm going, what? What are you? That's so, Mr. Disney, calm down. Stop being negative. Okay, another uh, notable quotable from Lee Cockrell. He says, the quality of your life is directly affected by how and where you spend your time. So when we come back, I want to hear how Pastor Brian and Pastor Jesse block out their schedules because remember they pastor a church of north of a thousand people and growing and they're in the process of co-pastoring a church in Amarillo with another thousand people so there's two thousand people in the church that could be two thousand customers everybody has a question everybody has an urgent burning fire how do you set those boundaries stay tuned as the Thrive Time Show on your radio Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back to The Converse Station. It is The Thrive Time Show on your radio. We're joined here with the renowned business coach, Eric Chup. Chup, how are you? Welcome back to the studio, my friend. Oh, it feels like it's been forever. It has been. I have not seen you in at least five show segments. And at least two hours. I'm excited. And, and, <laughs> and we're going to have, it's, it's, it's exciting here. We're going to have uh, Wes Carter joining us here soon with Winners and Pumped, King. The Legal Eagle. The Legal Eagle, the attorney of choice That's for Joel right. Osteen, T.D. Jakes, Clay uh, Joyce Clark. Myers. Uh, uh, you've seen me in such feature films as... Too many to name, really. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have Dr. Zellner will be joining us. I'm very excited. We have Pastor Brian Gibson and Pastor Jesse Gibson joining us from River City Church in, Church in Owensboro, Kentucky. And we're talking about boundary setting. And I love asking you guys this question because I know your heart. I've been around you guys. And a lot of people say, gosh, when a customer calls me, I have to call them back. I have to. The customer is the one paying my bills. I've got to call the customer 
fact, Sam Walton would say the customer could fire everybody from the chairman of the board on down simply by taking their money somewhere else. A pastor might say, listen, if I'm not responsive to my, to my people, they're going to leave and go to another church. But then I might say, hey, if, you don't, if you're not responsive to your wife, you know, she might leave and go to, other, to, go to another <laughs> dude. Not your wife, but other, I mean, I'm, I'm, you've seen this happen. So I want to ask you this here. How do you, Pastor Brian, set boundaries? And I want to look into your schedule here. How do you set boundaries as a pastor of more than a thousand people? I thought you were going to say I want to look into his soul. <laughs> well, I want to do that too. <laughs> into my soul. The through technology's my, not available yet. You can see the soul through the right eye, not so much the left there eye. There you go. But, uh, Open that right up. I right up. Man. Here's the, the, the Old Testament model that I always teach when I talk about this is King David. Now, David is an unbelievable man. If any guy deserves the title, the great, David would be David the great. Uh, He wrote the 23rd Psalm, greatest piece of music that's ever been written. The Lord is my shepherd, right? Uh, David took Israel and put it on the map, made it a kingdom. David was so successful, he gave like a billion dollars, laid it up to the building of the temple. David, David could do it all. But there was one thing, David was a warrior. David trained men. But there was one thing David couldn't do. David could not take care of his marriage, and he could not lead his children. And because of that, even like an Elon Musk that does everything, right? Yeah. He's putting stuff into space. He's doing all think this about stuff, this. He but invented, he's losing his family. Think about this. Elon Musk has uh, revolutionized online payment with PayPal. Sure. He's revolutionized transportation now. All the vehicle, All the car manufacturers are making their electric cars. He's created Solar City, which is the largest uh, privately held. Uh, it's it's the largest. People don't realize this. It's the largest largest privately held energy company. He's putting solar panels on the rooftops of homes wow. everywhere. He's putting uh, uh, ships into space. Right. But he can't stay married. Here, here's the thing. I love the accomplishment, and I would love to meet Elon Musk. Right. I'm not taking anything away from his accomplishment, but as a minister. I've been around a lot of people that are dying. I've seen more people die than I would care to. Uh, you get used to, you get acquainted with death. And I, I've never seen a person say, I wish I would have built my business bigger. Bigger, faster. Yeah, stronger, more money. Uh, that is off the radar. Daryl, it's apparent that tomorrow will be your last day on the earth. Uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts here? Do you have anything for your family? Well, since they're not here, I want to tell you. I would have built my biggest my business bigger. I would have grown it faster. It would have been bigger because I tell you what, I mean, on my LLC, I could have written off more if I would have been wiser about my right. I mean, no one says that. Yeah, nobody says, I wish I would have spent less time with my son and my wife, Oof. and I would have spent more time building a business. I've also so, never seen them return a call to a parishioner or a uh, customer. After they're mm. dead, right? So, So it's take care of your family. So here's the way we do it. And I got to tip my hat to Jesse. She put the pressure on me because the 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 wife is the nester, um, and the wife like like I, I believe this. I believe a dad brings identity, but a wife brings nurture. You shouldn't judge a, a you should you should not judge a man. But I'll tell you how I judge a man. You shouldn't do it. Let's but I do, do it because I'm not a I'm not a pastor, so I can just okay. say whatever. There's you, really you no boundaries here. <laughs> right. Go I for it. judge a man based off of his wife. I do this. Because he who finds a wife finds a great thing. And I've noticed that I'm like a mild, retarded person who just happens to be good at business. <laughs> but my wife really sets the standards. And I think that's, she kind of sets the expectations for the family. And I just want to ask, because there's somebody listening out there who runs a church, uh, Pastor Jesse, and their husband is just going 90 miles an hour. And he's never having time for the family. How did you guys have that 
conversation. I mean, were you saying, hey, you know, here's a, did you give him a haiku? Did you give him a metaphor? Did you, <laughs> were you were, are you a screamer? Are you a taserer? I mean, how did you, when did you say, okay, we got to set some boundaries. Listen, you'll try anything. Scream, cry, tase, uh, bring people in. Uh, you know, I, I actually heard of a pastor's wife that just jumped up on the front row and told everybody just uh, to, to, um, she didn't use nice words and she screamed Whoa. at the crowd. So I, I, the, you know, it'll break after a while, but I, I guess I just, um, I was telling Brian, you know, we were doing all these things and finally I just sat him down and I'm like, look, this is the thing. And one of the, the things I would tell you, recommend to you too, is make sure you get your husband around really great men that are really good to their families and then don't raise Cain when they hang out with those guys. Uh, because I think it's important for them to like feel like it's okay because those are the guys that started having conversations with Brian like really great fathers and they were having conversations but then I just came to him and I said listen this is the thing we're pouring into all of these people and I still like you but time is limited and I may not like you in another year so I'm just telling you that if you and I and, and it wasn't that I didn't like him yet like I didn't wait till it was like all broken and falling apart I just said proactive I, I, yeah I'm like this is <laughs> the thing just mean but accurate <laughs> very accurate i think I've you meant true i think you meant true i've heard this i was being honest me like, too <laughs> i'm just letting you know ahead of the game yeah. that i might not like you in another year if you and i don't get some alone time because i'm drowning in children right now and i have a lot on my plate and like literally i went to one of my friends and she's like you have to tell him that the water is right here at your nose and you think you're going to breathe it in and then he's going to lose you and you're going to die. And I'm like, this is what I need from you. I need alone, phone-free, no people in my space time with you. You know, Steve Jobs, who uh, did not stay married but made a lot of money by focusing on things, he says people think focus means saying yes to the thing you've got to focus on. But that's not what it means at all. It means saying no to a hundred other good ideas that there are. You have to pick carefully. He says, I'm actually as proud of the things that we haven't done as the things I have done. Innovation is saying no to a thousand things. And I would just say, again, I'm not perfect, but I think you have to say no to a lot. And so I just want to get into this because we come back from the break. I want to get into we're in a digital world where there's a lot. I'm sure there's single women in your church. I'm sure there's single dudes in your church. I'm sure there's couples in your church that have a marital crisis. And it's just a quick text now. You see, back in the day, you used to have to call the, 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 the church main line, leave a message, and then the, the secretary, the assistant, the dude could call you and set an appointment up with the pastor. But now, if, you, if someone gets that cell phone number, they're going to use that cell phone number. So I just want to know boundary setting on the digital devices. We're in a little different time here. How do you set the boundaries on the digital devices? That, that to me is like the absolute question that so many of our business coaching clients struggle with. And I want to get Eric Chupp's take on this from a business coach perspective, because I know you've dealt with a lot of clients that have thousands of customers and they right. don't know when to turn off their phone or not. I mean, this is, it happens. This is it's a, a real problem. It is a real problem. The struggle is real. Stay tuned. We're talking boundary setting right here on the Thrive Time Show.